Yeah. Hey, 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 hey everybody. <laughs> oh, we're jamming on a different night recording. I promise I won't yawn <laughs> as we're recording. My, I don't know, my, my energy is just kind of wonky this week or today. I mean, it happens, you know, like maybe tomorrow you're going to get a little extra sleep. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back. You can have a, you can have a tired week, a tired day. It's totally a tired okay. day. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, it is all right. I am showing up as I am <laughs> real life. <laughs> <laughs> we are here and ready for it. <laughs> we are, we are here. Um, and yeah, just kind of thinking of my week so far. I mean, it was just a very busy stressful week uh with people on PTO maybe that's why I'm exhausted I definitely took this whole weekend to just relax <laughs> sit breathe read do all my just fun self-care things and tried to keep Eli like as busy as possible while I just vegged out and watched a lot of TV oh I finished Jane the Virgin <laughs> Ooh, okay how was that like did, was the ending wait I haven't even finished it yet but you can still tell me it's fine oh Um, yeah. How many years later? Right. Hopefully this isn't a spoiler alert for everybody else, but it's been a few years. No, it was, it was good. I, I liked the tie-in of right. Like the telenovela, Mm -hmm. um, and all that's and all that stuff. So wait, who did she end up with? (sighs) Raphael. What? Okay. Okay. I see it. I see it. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. What season did you end on? Because that was kind of like known. (laughs) Well, I know, but I mean, didn't Michael come back and he was like a ghost or something, or he wasn't a ghost, he had amnesia, <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like perfect telenovela, like, problems. all the twists and turns, yeah, he did come back, I love that we're talking about a show that came out in, like, 2013. <laughs> it's fine, this is real life, I mean, it is real life. sometimes you gotta pull out of the archives and just watch those random ones, you know? Well, cause, yeah, I have so many things, like I said in, like, our first, our first episode, I have so many of my to watch, to do, to read. And I just, I needed to get it read or watched. Jeez. <laughs> You're tired. It's I'm okay. really tired. But in, I mean, what has been going on in your week this week? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, have you ever just had one of those weeks where like you get to Sunday and you're like, wait, what did I do all week? Like, it's just, there's so much that it was so much work things that are going on that you're just like, oh, I made it to the end, but what did I actually do? Like, I feel like that was kind of just what was that? Yeah, autopilot. Just, yeah, yeah. Just autopilot. Like, okay. Like we're getting, we're getting moving. I mean, I think in the customer service world, since everything's starting to open back up, like you're kind of getting, I'm starting to get moving again in the sense of like, oh my gosh, all these people are coming in. All right, Danielle, like got to be on your A game. Like we got to start hiring people. We got to get people like in here. And I think I'm just kind of on autopilot in that sense, because I'm just like trying not to be playing catch up, but I seem like I'm playing catch up. So that's kind of how my week went. And so now here I am at Sunday thinking, whoa, what all did I do all week? But it's a blur. It's a blur. Mm -hmm. blur. (laughs) Oh, you just remind me. I have an interview. I get to kind of lead for the first time tomorrow too so Ooh, good luck kudos. to whoever you are <laughs> yeah and kudos to you to having a fun interview time I'm sure it'll be great it'll be great uh and then in more recent news so Jane the Virgin okay watched it we got it <laughs> the Olympics <laughs> the Olympic trials I mean gymnastics are you watching it Danielle 
Um, I haven't been watching it yet because like I said, this is a blur of a week. True, 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 true. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I also was out of town this weekend too. So I think that's another reason why it was kind of a blur of a week. Cause I just kind of jumped into the week. Um, but I will start watching it because I love the Olympics and I just love sports and everything of all of it. So I will. Yeah. I think it was the perfect, it was the perfect thing to watch. Right. When I was vegging out a little bit, uh, yeah, the women's gymnastics, uh, like trials basically, or, um, like who's going to make the team. And I watched live Simone Biles is like amazing pass. And they like did a side-by-side her and the only other gymnast who is male who have done this like triple flip back (laughs) (laughs) pass. And they did it side by side in slow motion and they are like in sync doing the exact same thing. And it is so cool, but she's the only female gymnast ever to do that pass and in a competition and so freaking cool. She's uh, a beast. Like I mean, she is, and she every every like set she has like a different goat. Like she had the goat on her arm, the one a uh, week or the one trials, and she had some goat flip flops. Apparently, wow, man, she's just making history. I love it. Like, just I, I mean, gymnasts, any sort of athlete or anyone that's out there just making history is just it's so fun to watch because they're just kind of they're creating their dreams and it's obviously it's for our entertainment but it's just so cool to just be like oh my gosh they're they're doing the unimaginable you know like they're going out there and they're setting these records and beating these goals and it's just it's really cool to watch yeah I've always enjoyed gymnastics Mm -hmm. what's your favorite sport to watch in the Olympics Mm, I mean I'm a big track and field girl because I mean I ran track and field and everything like all through middle school high school and starting of college so I definitely am a huge track and field girl um I also used to love watching ice skating like the Michelle Kwan days and had an ornament of Michelle Kwan yes oh my gosh I had a book and I was like Michelle Kwan I remember um when Jonathan Venez he like got to meet her that was so I mean I was fangirling during that moment because she was so cool um I remember all the Nancy Kerrigan drama Mm -hmm. and like the Tanya Harding stuff and all those in like Brian Boitano, you know, just all, I mean, this is obviously showing my like nineties, like watching a play of skating, but um, my aunt and my, my aunt and my mom were like super into figure skating and stuff too. So that's another reason why I was like really into it, but yeah, so the, cool. the Olympics is just really, I think the Olympics is just great in general, like when they're on, because it just gives you that like sense of unity. And I mean, I always remember, I loved watching like the openings and like the closing ceremonies and just, I don't know, it's just really cool. Or like having little watch parties about it was always really fun, like back in the high school and like early days, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool time. Yeah. I, I also obviously love gymnastics and floor routine probably because it was the closest thing to dance. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Gymnast and then swimming. I do. I actually do enjoy or like diving, like yes. anything artistic like that. Um, but figure skating, I'm also a sucker for. Yeah. Um, so did you ever yeah. watch, like, did you ever get excited when they did like the curling and stuff? Because I also like secretly like love that too. <laughs> so I actually didn't really know what curling was. And apparently curling is huge up here in Minnesota winter, mm-hmm. get it. And they did like a whole new segment on like the Minnesota, like curling club, uh, and I learned it's just kind of funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely is. It's not like your typical, like, let's go out and play. Like, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I mean, also beach volleyball is really, really fun too. Super cool. 
mean, yeah, any any kind of interesting, just any sport, team sport, especially if it's like country versus country. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's exciting and entertaining. Exciting. Even heck, even soccer. I'll get into soccer uh, for the Olympics. I feel like I watch too much. Uh, for my my ex boyfriend was <laughs> was a soccer player, so I think I got a little uh, over the soccer thing, but. Mm-hmm. Isn't I'll it watch like it. FIFA or whatever? It's yeah. like that's a, that's a video game, I think. Yeah. It sure is, Danielle. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't like a huge, I wanted to play soccer when I was younger, but my mom wouldn't let me because she didn't want me to like hit the ball off my head. So like, I wasn't really like a huge soccer person, but I enjoyed watching it from time to time. <laughs> I played soccer twice in my life, once in second grade, but I didn't even really play it because I... I was in second grade, Iowa, August, super humid, super gross. The coach had us run around the field. And all I remember is I ran one time around the field and I ran off the field, (laughs) threw off the Jersey that he gave me. And I was like, it is too hot. And just went back to the car. And then in high school, for some reason, I wanted to do a sport, but I didn't want to do golf or track, which were the spring sports. And so I was like, I'll do soccer. (sighs) And then not played, but I played one, one semester. Good God. Uh, one, one season. It was fun. I mean, I always thought it was really cool. Like watching the soccer players though, because the cardio that went into that, I mean, that's. Yeah. I didn't wild. do track because I didn't want to run and I do soccer. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so what you're telling me is when <laughs> in middle school and in high school, you probably hated running the mile. Like, didn't you? Yes. Our mile was around our school. It was uh, four times around our block. And so the side of the block that the gym teacher was on, I would run. And then the <laughs> other three I'd walk. So I took like 20 minutes to run this <laughs> stupid mile. I, I'm envisioning this now. I can see it. <laughs> Little Abby. <laughs> yes. I'm still thinking about you like running off the field and be like, it's too hot. Like who does that? It really I was. Mean, I mean, you knew your boundaries at a very young age. <laughs> I mean, this is not good. for outdoor things. Yes. You're like, I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. Like, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love it because, I mean, this really isn't where the conversation was going to go for nope. us today. But I mean, I'm really happy where it's going. <laughs> I, I am too. It's okay. Well, and what I want to know, I know you did track and I know you, because you did like Drake Relays. Mm-hmm. You like, did you go to state? Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess a little bit about my like athletic career, I guess, if you will. Um, I, yeah, I started track when I was in like sixth grade or actually I think I started track when I was like in fifth grade because, um, we had one of those little like all school, like, I don't know. It was like a track meet where everyone just got to run around when you're a little kid, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, everyone gets a ribbon because you ran uh, like half a mile, you know what I mean? Something like that. And we got to jump over the hurdles. And, you know, I realized once I, you know, started running, you don't jump over hurdles, you run over hurdles. Um, (laughs) But when I was younger, that was something where I was like, oh my gosh, I want to jump over the hurdles. So I did that and I just became pretty hooked. And then like all through 
high school, all through middle school and high school and everything I did, I really, really wanted to run like my whole entire life. So I basically did things so that I was prepared to run track. So I did basketball and I did cross country and I did cross country to get prepared for track and I did basketball to get prepared for track kind of thing. Um, and yeah, we went to state. I was a hurdler. Um, so I was obsessed with hurdling. Uh, we won lots and lots of records we actually hold the all Iowa record for the shuttle hurdle team so it's a record that can never be broken I know it's like pretty cool I mean we had uh yeah we were I lettered and I mean it was a really really special time because I mean it's definitely something that was really wild because I mean I was on a team and then I also had like my other three teammates and we went through a lot together because we were a shuttle hurdle team. So you like have to rely on another person. Um, and then I ran, um, I ran the 200, the 200 yard dash and I did like the four by two and stuff like that. So it was definitely a sprinter, even though I did cross country, I don't know. And I was good at cross country too. I don't know. I was just like a big runner back in the day. <laughs> so I love that. Big birdie yeah. was a badass. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a big runner. Um, my senior year, I pulled my quad. That was pretty awful <laughs> but, Ugh, but so yeah awful. but I mean it definitely I think through sports and everything it taught me just a lot about communication it taught me a lot about just you know really working as a team I mean that's obviously I think where a lot of my competitive crazy nature comes into play like obviously everyone kind of laughs at me and calls me the game commissioner um I think that's another reason why I'm so competitive about things I'm used to being on like team sports where I'm just trying to win all the time. So I definitely you can round the troops. Well, yes. Yes. So I definitely am that person, but yeah. So, I mean, that's another reason why I loved watching track and fields and everything. Cause I wanted to be a runner. So, yeah. I just learned so much. I knew you loved like track. I like, and I knew you were good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, you just like lit up getting all passionate about yeah. running on those two feet. Do you still run? Um, Eh, I mean, every once in a while, like, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I try to run, like I I'm like really stressed out or like, I try to like, still kind of get out there. I did that like couch to 5k thing at one point, And then I ran a 5k, um, last or not last year. Yeah. In 2019 or about to be 2020, I wanted to run a marathon. So one of my old <laughs> coworkers and I tried to sign up for it. We didn't get it, which I mean, actually ended up really well because obviously the whole world shut down. So like I wouldn't have been able to do that. It was a very ambitious goal. I mean, I wasn't working out or running at all. And I was like, I'm going to run a marathon. And I thought that, I mean, it would have been kind of wild if I ended up doing that, but yeah. So, I mean, someday maybe I will, but yeah, I don't really run as often as I once did, but sometimes I do. Oh, I don't know. I just don't like how running makes me feel. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I feel like this is like a, I was not what I was prepared to say. Like most people are like, oh, I just don't like running because I get really sweaty or like, oh, I don't like running because it takes too long. No, it, <laughs> I mean, it's very valid. I just get like a ticklish, like a ticklish feeling in my stomach and I hate it. <laughs> Again, didn't know it was going that <laughs> way. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I don't know what it is. I've had it forever. Like every time I run, that's how I feel. And I just don't like it. <laughs> well, ticklish feeling. All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, everyone feels things differently. So I mean, is that maybe your endorphins? Like, I don't know. 
<laughs> it's it's water. Water. Oh my god. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Uh, note to self never never, said that out loud so. note to self never go running with abby <laughs> oh yeah i won't i'll walk <laughs> yeah, oh, i don't um, know if there's a segue anywhere in that conversation uh, no nah, ticklish feeling i mean kind of puts you in a different spot but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> oh, well hey if any listeners also hate running or love running or are like neutral about running let us know because <laughs> let's see if abby is alone in this right are you are you like abby where she gets a ticklish feeling or are you like danielle that just enjoys it <laughs> oh my god oh. i mean it's i mean i get it i get it <laughs> oh my god oh. Oh. But yeah, uh, we, I mean, I think we're, we're starting it off lighthearted, which is great. We wanted to have a mix of lighthearted and heart to heart combo. So what perfect way than to cry laughing. (laughs) And I mean, honestly, it's really funny because, um, the reason why we, we did want to have this chat today is we're just, you know, I, the other day I read a comment, um, about, and basically I read a comment about uh, Abby's child, about his hair, and I got very protective and I was very <laughs> upset about it. So I sent Abby a text message about it, just kind of wondering how she felt. Um, it was just basically a comment about what his hair looked like and what should be done with it and things of that nature. And I that just really rubbed me the wrong way because I didn't really like how it was said or how things were portrayed. So I just wanted to like have like more of a conversation with Abby about like how she felt and how she feels being a parent to a biracial child and just kind of like having those like open conversations about hair because we all have it. Um, It's, you know, an interesting topic to go into. And sometimes people don't really realize, you know, what people think about their hair, how things should be portrayed and all of that. So I just kind of wanted to like have the conversation and just kind of get into it and just see what your thoughts were but my thoughts were just kind of that the whole life yeah so first of all thank you so much Danielle for reaching out because yeah like we discussed via text this has been an ongoing topic that wasn't really something you know as a white person I was prepared <laughs> prepared to talk about um or to even just like experience as yeah, a mom to a biracial child. So yeah, Eli has mixed hair. So is coarse, but has ringlets, uh, but definitely, definitely takes a little bit more care. Right. And is he's never had a haircut. He's five. So then that also adds to, to the stuff too. But yeah, this has been something. Yeah. Since I was pregnant, I told Danielle, I had a, an old coworker ask me like what the gender of our baby was. And I knew at that time, he was going to be a boy and the coworker was like, well, good thing. It's not a girl. So you don't have to worry about taking care of her hair. And it, it took me off guard for sure. And like I had also texted Danielle this weekend, D had me watch uh, good hair, which is a Netflix documentary by Chris rock. And it's so fascinating. Cause right. As a, <laughs> as a white lady, I 
am very naive on the care and keeping of black hair. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, it, it is such an interesting nuanced conversation because I've definitely heard it be used as a way to kind of make fun of white parents of biracial kids of like, oh my gosh, they can't take care of their kids' hair. And like being a descriptor of how good of a parent they are or not, which is definitely not what I was expecting. Um, but yeah, what, I mean, this, you've had to deal with this your whole life. Danielle, yeah. So I mean, I want to know your thoughts. I think the thing, well, there's a couple of things that like kind of bugged me about it. So one, I was just, I was just upset on the fact that I felt that this person could speak that way. Like just, it just, just came out as like, Oh, okay. You should do this. And I just thought it was, it's very unsolicited advice. First of all, second of all, as you being a parent, like, I feel like there's already a lot of, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's already a lot of situations where parents are being very scrutinized by a lot of things that they do like all the time. And I mean, it seems as though like mom guilt and mom shame is like a very huge thing. And so it was just sad to watch that unfold. And then also the fact that like, I mean, I was a child once, you know, and I also still am, you know, I also still am a woman and an African-American woman that has black hair. So I also know comments that I have I've dealt with at different times in my life. And so it was just kind of one of those feelings where I was like, oh man, I hope you know, like obviously Eli's so young. So like, he doesn't know, he doesn't see any of those things, but I just was kind of thinking about it in the way of like him growing up and just, you know, how that's going to affect him. And just, you know, just the conversation around that was just kind of what bothered me a little bit because I was just like, man, like there should be no one that can tells him how to do his hair. You know what I mean? There should be no one that's commenting on the way that his hair is or anything like that, because I just think it's such a, um, like it is just hair that it totally is just hair and it shouldn't be this like huge hoopla, but for some odd reason, it is something that really can be hurtful depending on how people address certain things and the way that people wear their hair and how um, it comes up in our society a lot. So. Yeah. And, and the photo, right? Like, cause Eli's hair is so long, he prefers to put it in a man bun sometimes, which is like, great, cool for my end. But then, you know, the nights that we do wash, it is hell because it's very coarse and tangly. And then takes a little bit for me to, uh, for me to brush through and he's a wiggly kid. So doesn't really like it, but what kid isn't. I remember sitting in my mom, like combing my hair in three layers because it was so thick. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting because his hair was in a man bun and I'd picked him up from daycare and it, it was just kind of frizzy because it was humid. Right. And, and yeah, for, for someone to comment and be like, yeah, fix like, fix his hair da, da, da. and this was also someone who is also white mm -hmm. <laughs> uh it was so fa so fascinating because I do and this is so nuanced too like I do take so much pride in that I do like take care of his hair put the product in make sure his ringlets look good we get compliments everywhere we go about his hair but I also think that is strange too because I I don't really know a whole lot of white kids who are getting 
yes on and hair that, and that's the thing like you shouldn't have to explain about your hair like that's that's the part or about his hair like you shouldn't have to like it's great that you take a lot of pride in that and that's amazing but like you shouldn't have to explain like oh it's because his hair was frizzy today or oh you know what I mean like yeah, it shouldn't, yeah. that shouldn't be something that should be I don't know but the part that's hard about it is because like you said it is another white person saying this to another white person it just doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't compute like it's not you know and I mean for me like I've definitely experienced it on like both sides like I've had black people tell me different things about my hair like oh you need to do you know, do certain stuff to your hair. Like you don't take care of your hair. And I've had white people be like, oh, wow, your hair looks kind of nappy today and stuff like that. So like I've had it from all sides. So it's, it's just not something that people should say. Um, oh my God. I'm sorry. A white person shouldn't even use the word. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Like not, not even, not even close. Like, like that's just a whole different ballgame. But I think like, that's, that's, that's the part that's really hard. I mean, I think, um, like, when I was growing up, I mean, obviously, like I, I grew up in a, like a predominantly white area. So basically everyone around me did have, you know, like white person hair, you know? So obviously in general, there weren't a lot of people around me who even knew really anything about my hair, which is completely fine. And I mean, I, my aunt and my mom would do my hair all the time and everything like that. And, you know, I had like really cute barbettes and I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you know, was a fun little kid with that type of thing. Um, but as I grew older and it was like time to actually like for me to do my hair or time for me to go to a salon and things of that nature, then it became a little bit difficult to have those conversations with some of my friends about my hair or have those conversations with like, even like a hairstylist, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm here now. Like you're going to do my hair. Like, I don't know like how this is going to be, you know? And so it's, it's a lot harder. It it's, even though, like I said, it's just hair, there's like so much more to it. You know what I mean? Because of how people treat you about your hair and how people look at you and not really understand like what you're doing with your hair. They find it necessary to ask you questions about your hair and things like that. And kind of to your point, Abby, like you were saying, there are a lot of white people that don't get comments about their hair and that that way. And I mean, obviously, like, I think, um, you know, in African-American culture, there is um, a sense about your hair in the past about like your status, your wealth, like, and all of that. So I fully understand all of the behind the scenes aspect of that and the history behind it. Um, It just has created such a larger conversation now, especially in, you know, the workforce, you know, people having really hard time getting jobs because they have braids or because they have colored hair or because they are wearing their hair very natural, you know, and that is just it's really sad that that is parts of conversation. Um, I had a conversation with one of my coworkers the other day and he was saying at a company that he used to work at, um, they would never have actual like face-to-face interview. Their first interview was like over the phone so that they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't discriminate against who the person was or have any sort of bias in that way until it was like, I mean, obviously not until it was their second interview, but they wouldn't see that person until after they had like a phone screening. So I thought that that was so amazing that they would do that. Um, But I think that's also another part like in the work field that does come up, you know, because people will see someone or they'll see a name or then they see someone show up and then they look the way that they do and like because of their hair and then they'll get discriminated against. And that is really, really awful. And Mm -hmm. it's something that 
I think sometimes people don't really realize maybe they're doing it, but it happens, you know? Yeah. And even like, I've heard new stories of schools having like dress codes, like incorporate, like certain hairstyles weren't allowed and it doesn't take (laughs) that educated of a person to realize it was like black people hair that they were discriminating against. Yeah. And yeah, people like taking it to courts and I'm sorry, I don't have like an exact uh, news article or story offhand, but I've yeah seen that. And it's just like, yeah, as a white person, you can, I can sit here and be like, how does that happen? And yet, I mean, there's many a years behind us that yeah. have allowed that to happen. Well, and I think like in corporations, like one of the jargon behind it is like to where they'll tell people like, oh, we need natural hair colors or like we need natural hair. Like you know, that's the same thing as people will do with like nail polish. You know, it's like you need natural nail polish or like we don't want color in your hair and things like that. And it's kind of like, but wait, so you're basically telling people that they can't do certain things, you know, and they're always there always is a certain way, like, especially when you are in the customer service field, like you are working in front of people. So obviously you don't want to have anything that's offensive. So clearly you don't want to have a tattoo that says like F you on it or something, you know, that's, that's obvious, but like some of the other things that are just like the way that people are expressing themselves or the way that they're wearing their hair. Like if, if I'm a person, I mean, I do have natural hair, so I'm a person who's wearing natural hair. Like if I, if I decide to change my hair at any time, that shouldn't be a discussion from someone else. Like I should be able to change my hair whatever I want you know just like the same as you know a white person changing their hair color or changing or cutting their hair or anything of that nature like it shouldn't be something that you are worried about having your employer be upset with you because you made a style choice of your own hair right so yeah you're the places that have like no natural hair so the Karens can't have highlights there is what I'm hearing yeah (laughs) sorry to anyone named Karen no but I mean like you're right like that's that is what it could boil down to you know like but like it's not who they're enforcing it around no yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god that's so crazy no going back to your experience in Mason City Mm -hmm. did you have access to like salons or stylists who like knew how to work with your hair Um, not really. So like I, like when I went and would get my hair done, I got my hair done in Des Moines. So actually, um, it's like 30 minutes, um, North is it North? Yeah. 30 minutes or 31 South, 30 minutes South. Mason city is farther than 30 minutes. An hour and 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. I'm like losing my mind. I was thinking of Ames. Ames. Sorry. I was like, Mason city (laughs) is much farther. It's like two hours. Okay. Anyway, neither here nor there point of the matter is but that's a far length to go for a hair appointment correct correct so like in general like if I was getting my hair done without it being professionally done it was by my aunt and my mom and then one of my cousins my cousin Tasha used to do my hair so like in general but other than that yeah I would have to drive to Des Moines and the only reason why we ended up going to that place is because my mom um, she took me there because I'd had like a bad experience at like another place. And I was just kind of like, really like self-conscious about it and just wasn't really like into that. So then she was like, okay, I want to find some place for you. And so then she took me there and like talked to the person and was like, really like, Hey, this is my daughter. Like, are you able to do her hair? Like this and this and this. And I ended up going there and it's like a great experience. And I went there for a while, but it was just one of those things where it was like, whew, it was a lot. It wasn't just like a normal kind of like oh sweet just go to the hair salon you know get it done like or anything um so yeah it was definitely like not an easy experience but it was 
as it went on and got better, like it was fine, but it wasn't just a simple, like, oh yeah, just go to the salon, like have a good old time, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, Like something I would never, like, I would never have to think about. I could go to any freaking great clips or (laughs) any Mm -hmm. salon and they know how to cut my hair. It's thick and curly, but you, they can do it. Yeah. The only, the only experience that doesn't even come close to that is my mom <laughs> went to a hair salon and her, her hair is very curly and they, the stylist at great clips wet it down and then cut it. And oh so then boy. it just boinged like up, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not, uh, not nothing close to having to, to yeah, that's something I have to think about. I didn't have to go two hours to a salon. And that is one thing that we've been thinking about okay so when Eli does eventually get a haircut I mean his hair is as long as mine if not longer when Mm -hmm. it's wet and straightened out but when he goes and gets a haircut one someone who knows how to like work with biracial hair um but also two with him being a little hyperactive um and I'm sure we'll talk about this later um but we're in the process of getting him tested for autism so yeah someone who also can it just has experience with kids on the spectrum or neurodivergent. So luckily there is a really uh, cool, uh, what am I trying to say? A, a cool salon that does partner with uh, Frasier, which is uh, a business that works with um, disabilities and especially for children. And there is a hair salon that partners with them. So I have been recommended a stylist there. We have not yet gone. I don't think Eli would sit. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, I mean, I love his hair. The other thing though with it, so it's long and has, I am blanking. Oh my gosh, today, uh, the ringlets. Mm-hmm. He gets misgendered all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. And doesn't bother me. That's fine. But it is just very fascinating that we still hold kind of like, long hairs for girls, short hairs for boys. And every day, like we went and got freaking ice cream someplace. And this dude behind the counter was like, Oh, Hey princess, how are you? And Eli's just like, give me a vanilla ice cream dish. Like just yelling. (laughs) Or someone will be like, Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And it, it is really, really, really fascinating. Just the mix of how many people will not only comment, will want to touch his hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and it and then they'll do it and then say oh sorry it's, it's mind-boggling like yeah well I do not go up to random children and touch their head no and it's interesting that you say that about like the the gender aspect because I mean like I I definitely have had short hair like for a long portion of my life I think I mean there's been different times where my hair has been like fairly straight and like longer um but for the most part of it like it is another one of those things of like channeling your femininity I guess in that aspect too because people do kind of look at you a little bit like they don't look at you differently but I mean like because you don't have longer hair you know and those are weird insecurities that I've had at different times too where I was like oh my gosh you know I don't have long hair like am I like feminine enough but like obviously I am but it's also something that you do think about like and you don't want to think that way necessarily but that is insecurities that can come up in general um 
I mean, I remember like for your wedding, like when I had like the freaking like buzz. Oh my gosh. I mean, that was, that was wild, but like, <laughs> that was, thank you, Auntie Dearest. Um, Thanks for, Auntie. Yeah. For cutting my hair. But I remember even in that moment, I was like, I didn't really probably say it a lot, but I was super self-conscious because I was like, oh my gosh, like my hair is so short. Like, this is wild. Like I have like the shortest haircut right now. And I mean, that was not, you know, that wasn't what I was originally going into and thinking, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I have this really short hair. Like, oh my gosh. And like, at one point in time during that weekend, like one of our friends made like a comment and I was really upset about it and all this stuff, but (sighs) it's fine. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, it is what comes with everything, but that's the part that it's sad. You know what I mean? Like that, I just got very used to those type of things. So, um, but it is difficult that that is something that still happens today for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, and this even just got me thinking too, just how we've normalized. Yeah. Talking about black people talking about not only hair, but if Eli is dry, right? Like people will say like, oh, he's ashy. Yep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no yeah. one says to a, to me, oh, you're looking really dry today. No, like, mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy. And yeah, Sorry, that's all that I've said that a million times already, but it and is. It, no, I mean, you, you bring up valid points. Like these are <laughs> things, I mean, I'm so happy that you're saying these things because, yeah. and I think it's great that you're saying these things as a white person. Whereas like, I could say this all day long and be like, Hey, like, don't tell me I'm ashy. Like, that's weird. You know, or like, yeah. Hey, don't tell me my hair is whatever. That's weird. But like, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't hold the same weight you know, which is sad because that shouldn't be the case. But I mean, I'm happy that like you are realizing those things and hopefully maybe people that are listening to our podcast will realize that these are things that do come up and people are kind of poked and prodded for the things that like things that are on their body, like all of that. And I just think that that's, hopefully we can start moving in a better direction where we're not thinking of people as like a canvas painting that we can just like stare at and say things about, you know? Um, and then, I mean, the canvas painting that people like to touch, you know, like we're, like we're just people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, I also think about it. I also think about it in the sense too, of like, I mean, I've been in a lot of different weddings and I, I know there's been different moments when it's been like, okay, now everyone's going to get their makeup done or everyone's going to get their hair done. And like that, sometimes can be a little awkward for me because there are maybe people who don't bring the right makeup that they can use on my face or you know I haven't been in spaces where that has been available you know so it's just things that I think like as we're moving through this new world that people are paying closer attention to but like those are things that come up you know and those are things where it's kind of like oh no it's cool like I'll just do my own makeup or I'll just do my own hair, you know, and it's, it is things that people don't necessarily think about. And it's not, it's not always on everyone to think about those things, but it's just, it's good to kind of have, you know, be more cognizant of those things that are going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the normal can't just be like what white people experience. This is just making me go off on tangents. So yeah, that and (laughs) Oh, and I mean, it's summer, right? Like I will sometimes put sunscreen on when I go outside and at daycare, they require, uh, they require all the kids to wear it. But when I pick him up, this kid like looks 
lightened, right? Because they put so much sunscreen on, Mm -hmm. or I have some spray sunscreen and it comes out white. And then he looks like he has, I mean, white face all over his body. And I'm just like, they need to make, they need to make sunscreen for darker skin people. Cause mm-hmm. it gives him like a funny hue. And I'm like, Oh, it looks like I have a face paint on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why Kanye made band-aids for. I was going to say band-aids. I know <laughs> like, like, there's Nick, I mean, uh, Nickelodeon actually just did like a kids awards and they honored someone who created like all skin color, like crayons, like Crayola. Yeah. And they partnered with them. Yeah. The band-aid thing. Right. It's like, what is it? and dance? Yeah. I, just, I was going to say, what is a nude tight? I mean, I, I look at so many dance pictures that I have and I'm wearing these like, like basically like glittery tights that are like and, white to like yellow, or I don't even know what color. They're just those right. nude tights where it's like, this is nude, but this really isn't nude. This isn't. Well, nude. I'm white as white comes and those nude tights never matched me mm-hmm. either. Like, let's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. up with different things for every everybody but I think I saw a video of someone sharing like darker tinted tights for like a black ballerina and it was Mm -hmm. so sweet Mm -hmm. well it's it's funny that you brought up the summer thing because I was um actually talking to one of my friends the other day and we were talking about yeah we were talking about how there was um a post out that said like now that summer is coming and you'll appreciate this it was like don't speak to people about cellulite don't speak to people about you know stretch marks like all those things and don't speak to people about their race like you know all those it's it's just we have to teach ourselves different behavior you know you have to train your brain to think differently about so many different things and like that is also what this year hopefully really just kind of like put in people's brains more and more like we have to reteach our brains about so many different things like we have to learn we learn different behaviors that have just been ingrained in our in our self for so long you know and some of those things people don't really realize that that was what was coming across but you just have to teach yourself like hey maybe maybe we shouldn't talk to people about their race or maybe we should, you know or like we should talk to people about the race but it shouldn't be like their hair or like yeah of that nature yeah one thousand percent agree. See, we talked well, about the Olympics, and then we got here. I mean, we were talking we about took a like, hard left turn. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about like ticklishness, and like here we are. Like we're <laughs> we're speaking about the world today. <laughs> speaking about the world and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, my takeaway is I hope people start to unpack, and I mean, it's something I have to unpack too, right? Of how well Eli's hair looks does not dictate how well of a parent I am. And that Mm -hmm. goes for any parent, black, white, Asian, mixed, anything Mm -hmm. like how, how one kids, how kids present, they're going to get messy. They're going to get dirty. They're going to be this side or the other. And yeah, we just have to stop like judging, judging parents, judging people just based on outward appearances. Right. Right. And think of where that's coming from. Like, why, why do you find the need to comment on someone's hair or why do you find the need to comment on someone's body or why do you find the need to comment on the fact that someone's dry? Like, yeah, I mean, maybe that 
sure is like a good idea, but like, I don't, that doesn't make sense. You know, like, unless like, you're offering lotion, right. shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what's, what's the reason behind it? But I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because it's, it's stuff that people just aren't presented with every single day. You know, like mm-hmm. people wouldn't know those things unless people are talking about them. So that's why I think it's good that we're having this conversation about it because, you know, maybe people that you talk to every day, I talk to every day, people that we don't know out there are finding something from this conversation and knowing that maybe they need to take a second and think about like, maybe I shouldn't say something to that person about that or, yeah. you know, or just ask more questions. I don't know. Just don't like make judgments, quick judgments all the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, anything else you have to add before I just add on our Instagram versus reality? It goes with the topic. Uh, I'll just, I'll just kind of lump it all together. So yeah, my Instagram versus reality this week really just goes to gender and race stereotypes, right? I was going to keep the, the Eli hair and being misgendered until this, but I mean, yeah, we shouldn't, I mean, really just what we already summarized that no matter how you present, you can look, dress, act any way you want there you don't have to your gender expression and gender identity can be completely different and no matter if you're any skin tone race culture you can also dress and express yourself the way you want as long as also you're not culturally appropriating or harming anybody like let's let's take that into account too but yeah how about we stop commenting on uh black children's hair and how well yeah. it's looked black children's hair and black adults and just yeah like, i mean in general like stop commenting on things that you shouldn't comment on <laughs> like, i mean we know we know we know we know better we know better we do better yeah and we're always learning so i mean take it one day at a time and you know we'll figure it out yeah and yeah let us know your thoughts and experiences on this. Cause I'm sure everyone maybe can weigh in and also please hit me up. If you also get the ticklish tummies when you run, I really want to know. <laughs> yes. And I mean, <laughs> and I mean, you can, you can always like subscribe, comment, tell your friends, tell your family, follow us on Instagram. I mean, I think we said it at the beginning, but maybe we did it. Hashtag real life podcast with Abby and Danielle. We're on Instagram. Yep. At real life podcast AD. Yes. So let us know what you think. Talk to us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear about what you want to talk about and anything like that. So just let's keep on going through this journey, guys. Living it up. See you later. (laughs) See ya.